Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 55, Minute 55, Chris spent the past minute exploring the Sickler's bedroom, and somehow Mrs. Sickler, with her throat cut and bleeding profusely, kind of snuck up behind Chris, and uh, the minute ended basically with Chris bolting out of the bathroom, leaving the bleeding Mrs. Sickler behind. Listen. I get the distinct feeling during the final girl sequence of this movie, these episodes will be shorter than the other ones. Um, apart from some strange video, strange video glitch in here and a strange video glitch in the previous minute, um, this one yeah, goes from the really awful looking staircase hallway with that rotten wallpaper that just looks scuzzy to the kitchen area. And of course, obviously you just heard the return of Linda. She is not dead. Uh, her throat has not been cut. And, um, you know, she's given very good advice. Get help. And, yeah, I I, um, I don't know if I was Chris. What I m- might have done is rushed for the phone in the Sickler's room and called 911. Uh, I don't know if she would have got through in time or anything like that. But certainly it was a better idea than um, what she did do, which was just kind of F around for a minute. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the, the this is this is basically uh, it's it's funny like the previous minute I, I I think we hear water running right I believe we hear water running but apart from that there's no other fully in sound or anything but this one we get um, Chris running down the stairs we get Chris rummaging through like a, a utensil drawer looking for a big knife and the great thing about it is that it you, she opens the drawer she turns on an oven light she starts to ru- rustle through it, and you hear the <laughs> that it cuts to the killer. You know, on the st- coming down the stairs, he's turned out the light. He's coming down the stairs menacingly. But as he's coming down the stairs menacingly, you still hear. <sighs> <sighs> it's fun. It's a well. We got the sound. Just play it. It's it's. It, we still got the sound. Let's just keep it playing. Why not? You know. What's what's the point? You know, we got the sound. Let's play the freaking sound. All right. I love it. I love it. Uh, and should should we have the sound of the killer coming down the stairs? Who cares? We got this great sound of utensils in a drawer, and then yeah, obviously too. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Linda alive-ish. Uh, she drops to the floor immediately after saying, "Chris, get help." 
and again, Chris's observational skills are very limited because she left her friend on the ground, dead, uh, uh, supposedly dead, uh, just what, three, three, four minutes ago? And now she rushes into that room and doesn't even sort of take a moment to look over and see if her friend is still alive or anything like that. And, and her dying friend sneaks up on her a second time in five minutes. How often does that happen in Slash? I mean, people are sneaking up on each other all the time, but how many times does someone who has been apparently stabbed in the back and is on the verge of death sneak up on someone who's supposed to be the final girl twice in five minutes? If you can find the film, there's a, there's a prize in it for you. I don't know what that prize is, but I'm sure it'll be awesome. I love awesome prizes. And if you can't find it, you owe me a prize. How about that? <sighs> okay. Let's see. Yeah, and Chris... Um, uh, well, she's already snuck around the top floor. I, I don't know if she's going to sneak around the bottom floor. Well, why would she? I mean, we're, I, there are so many phones. Why doesn't she go to the other phone? She's, she's actually walking to, uh, to the wards. She, she's leaving the kitchen. And if, if I know the place correctly, like where the camera is positioned more or less where the couch was, and there's a phone like, like right there. There's a phone like six feet away from where she is. Maybe six to ten feet away from where she is, there's a phone. She should try to dial the phone. I'm sure the killer didn't... We couldn't figure out how many phone lines there were. I'm sure the killer didn't cut every phone line in the house. And I'm probably the first killer, too, who doesn't actually go out and just cut the phone line out at the... um, at the uh, outside, actually, just to make sure he gets all the phones, he was just like, "I'll cut this one. Oh, there's another one. Let me cut that one. Oh, where'd I put the scissors? Oh, there's another one. Poops. Uh, yeah. So there's Chris, and she's uh, she's got a knife, and she's sneaking around. Yeah, it's funny. Like her first thought, um, she's seen everyone. Ex- she's seen everyone. She knows is in the house. Because she never saw Billy. Billy just saw Tracy. So she's seen everyone that she knows is in the house. But instead of running to a phone, running out of the house, for example, she must have got there some way. How did she get there? She doesn't do it. She doesn't She doesn't rush out. Which seems odd, but maybe very, very Chris-like. It, my, my, first, my first thought of what they might be uh, sort of emulating here in, in some, some way, maybe is uh, Olivia Hussey's character, whom I'm forgetting the name of at the moment in Black Christmas, not leaving the house when she knows there's a killer in it because she wants to try to get her friends. That's sort of how it looks, except she's already seen. One of her friends just dropped dead right there, and another of her friends is upstairs, and she found her dead boyfriend and her the dead mom. and So, so it, it makes it like, so is she going to go after the killer? You know what? If anyone in the house could get the killer, it would be Chris. Um... It's just me, Chris, Mrs. Sickler. No, that was terrible. I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's just me, Chris. No. Um, it, yeah, if anyone in the house were be able to do it, it's a force of nature. It's like, if, if like, she, you know, she's, you know, she, yeah. She, why did I just think of Ethel Merman? I don't know why. But um, uh, Shelley Winters. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking wrong here. But yeah, if anyone in the house could tackle the killer and, and defeat the killer, I think it could be Chris. However, having said that, I would prefer she put some shoes on, or maybe she doesn't even need to put shoes on, and just goes out the door. Just goes. She was right by a door, right there. So, yeah, that's um. Well, we'll we'll see what she does next. I mean, again, I think I think the next few minutes, when it's just it's final girl creep around, there's not going to be as much for me to say. Um, I'm I'm going to try to relate stuff to slashes when I can. 
a uh, little Black Christmas action, everyone. But this isn't quite like, say, um, Courtney's final run and final exam, which is one I really like because if you watch the movie, I do, you should, it's great because the final chase with the killer takes her back through all the spaces. I don't know if it goes in reverse order, but it takes her through all the spaces we've been to in the movie and ends where we started in the tower, which I really like. I'd have to go through again to see how exactly it does it. But you know, yeah, it goes through, um, uh, it goes to the art gallery area, uh, the painting, the art area. It goes through the, the kitchen of the cafeteria. It goes through the cafeteria uh, and then it winds up uh, on, in the tower which I really like. So I think that's got a lovely symmetry to it. Um, this could have a lovely symmetry to it, but it's the last slumber party, so it's going to have a lovely asymmetry to it, which I'm going to appreciate the hell out of, and I think you will too. So let's wrap this one up. Listen to this.